I'm Arlen Hamilton, and I'm an investor. In 2015, I launched Backstage Capital, a venture capital fund, after experiencing food and housing insecurity for most of my life. I wanted to invest in companies led by founders who are women, people of color, and LGBTQ, just like me. I have invested in more than 150 companies since 2015 and growing. I started Your First Million to understand what it was like to make your first million dollars, get your first million fans or downloads, and to see if there was a common thread between us all. Join me as I talk to people from all walks of life about how they got where they are, what they learned on the way, and where they're going. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I made my first million. (laughs) Let's talk about it. They slept on me, but now they won't. Because I got a million. Fresh out the mud, but I'm clean and so. Because I got a million. I got my first million. I got my first million. Hi again. It's your first million. This is Arlen. Got an extra episode for you. Uh, a new interview this week from Natasha, who is the founder and co-founder and CEO of Cool House Ice Cream. Okay, let me just warn you right now. Um, it's it's going to make your mouth water. The entire episode, very similar to Soul Popped. If you listen to the Soul Popped uh, episode, it is. This ice cream is so delicious. Uh, it makes you want to slap somebody. Hopefully, I'm not around when you eat this ice cream because you will want to slap somebody nearby. Cool House, you'll hear all about it. But, of course, more importantly, you'll hear the backstory and how she got there and how they became a $50 million company off of a passion of theirs, really. Um, and so um, I invite you to listen in, get the notebook out, get ready to book it to the closest uh, Whole Foods, which is where they are mostly, or go online to cool.house. But first, listen in wherever you are. Hopefully, you're having a good day, um, no matter when you listen to this, no matter where you are. I'll see you on the other side. Natasha Case from Cool House. Do you pronounce it Cool House or do you have cool. a, yeah. a cool German twist to it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Natasha, so happy to have you on your first million. This is the first time you've been on this uh, show, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm excited. Although we've known each other for a while now, a um, uh, couple of ways. So um, I don't even know if it's okay to say that we've invested in your company. <laughs> is it okay to say that oh for, for me oh yeah absolutely no i'm i'm so proud of that absolutely. oh great yeah. i didn't i didn't so i started saying it out loud i'm like is it okay yeah. to say that? <laughs> she's announced that yeah yeah no, uh, this tells you how much i prep y'all um <laughs> so we, yeah backstage has invested in cool house and we're very proud of that and very excited about that and also when we did our when we had our fifth year um, anniversary or, or yeah anniversary at backstage cool house made two special flavors including a birthday cake 
backstage birthday cake, which is like just saying the words out loud, I can taste it. And it's both of the flavors are so delicious. <laughs> they were like, I remember when we when we got the samples on uh, each of us were in a different city. Uh, Brittany's in DC area, Christy's in uh, Bay Area, I'm in LA and Chacho's in Detroit. So we each got them and there was just like this effect, you know, when you knew somebody got it because it would just be like our text messages would just blow up with, oh my God, this is so good. So let's catch everybody up if they're not familiar with Cool House ice cream. How do you describe yourselves these days? Yeah, so we are um, the leading women founded and led and also LGBTQ founded and led ice cream brand nationally. Um, we're a very unique company in all ways. We're known for just our kind of innovative thinking, particularly around novelties. So that would be our ice cream sandwiches, our mini sandwiches. I would even throw our mini cups in that and our soon to be cones, which we're rolling out this year in, in um, dairy and dairy free. Um, and the, the special flavors, the special care that we bring to those and the way we really, I think, tell our story through our branding about, you know, what makes us different and also invest in the next generation of different creators and thinkers and entrepreneurs to really use our ice cream to give like as a platform for change for them, you know, and that can mean just cool projects with the ice cream that help give back or mentorship or building community it can mean a ton of different things, but um, I think that's what's what's really important to us. And whether that's our grocery business, our shop or our trucks, it's all it's all like, you know, it's all there. And, and we're excited to be just bringing joy to people through that work. What can you say to our listeners uh, who they listen to your first million to, to find out how someone made their first million? What can you say about the traction you've had? And we'll go backwards from that to how you got there. What's um, the big picture traction that you can reveal? Yeah. So how we got there? Well, no, not how you got there. I want to know first, I want to know, like, what is your, what is the big picture traction? Yeah. You know, how many have you, how many items have you sold or any kind of revenue you can talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're about a $50 million company. Um, and we, let's see, where does that put us? I mean, we're, we're, we're moving in, in the millions of units, you know, uh, and that's, that's really at this point, half novelties, half pints. However, as I mentioned, we're really looking to grow the novelties more. That's what makes us really special. And then also within that, right now we're about 10, 15% dairy-free and our dairy-free ice cream is phenomenal. It's made from peas, brown rice and cocoa butter. So there's nothing like it on the market. Everything else really like coconut, cashew. Um, and we just think this is way more original and just looks more like ice cream, tastes more like ice cream. Um, in two years, we expect that will be half our business, the dairy free. So it's also really unusual to get out there and be known for your dairy and known for your dairy free. If you look at our, at our competition, that's something we look to are looking to expand, um, for sure. And, uh, yeah, we're in about, you know, 6,000 doors as far as grocery. And we really, our top account is whole foods. It's like the, the specialty natural markets or the conventional markets that have a premium set. That's really where we, where we thrive. So that's incredible. Um, I'm getting a, a getting a call from Clearwater, Florida. So I hope it's not a Scientologist. Um, <laughs> I mean, you you take and let them know. I'm gonna. <laughs> I've never <laughs> had that before. So, I I mean, you just said that kind of so casually. A fifty million dollar company, millions of units sold, six thousand yeah. doors. Yeah. That's yeah, incredible. Yes. Incredible. What kind of time period is that? 
from we've been in business 12 years but the first um uh let's see uh four at least we were really kind of growing our truck business um and that we started in la we actually our first truck ever launched at coachella um we had a, we bought a truck with no engine and uh we got a triple a platinum membership with a 200 mile tow and we pretended the truck broke down um even though it never drove and they towed us to the desert. So that was our truck business. Oh, that's a hack. That's a hack. <laughs> yeah, but definitely a hack. Definitely bootstrapping at its finest. And then we we really got a lot of traction with that business. I think I think coming out of the, the Great Recession in 2009, people were looking for out-of-the-box ideas and adventurous ways to eat. And they were more dialed into social media to, you know, um, kind of figure out, like, to, to go on that adventure. And so we really caught that that great kind of zeitgeist there. And I think people were looking for better food too, like more transparency in the way they eat. Um, but you know, something that's an affordable luxury like ice cream, it's really, it's great in a boom, it's great in a bust. So we really kind of got a lot of buzz out of that launch event. And then we, we started expanding our truck fleet in LA. And then we opened a truck in New York. We've had them in Texas, we've had them in Florida actually. That was really the first four years of the business. And then we started to see like, this is great and it brings so much kind of excitement to the brand. But if we wanna be really kind of go at scale and look to an exit, we need to look at another channel. And that's when we started getting more into grocery um, with like a three-store launch at Whole Foods and also opened a scoop shop in Culver City, which is, um, I'm, my office is next door to that where I am now. Yeah, so did, did the Amazon acquisition of Whole Foods change anything or affect you all in any way? Yeah, it's such a good question. You know, I, I like to give Whole Foods credit in terms of there's definitely some changes. Like there's no way it's not going to impact on some level. Um, it, you know, but it's like, firstly, I think Whole Foods has done a great job. Like I feel they have maintained their culture and their culture is so special compared to a lot of stores where you really feel that they are living, breathing, living and breathing the products they're selling. Um, it feels authentic and it feels like they really care. There's that personal connection. And I don't feel that's changed since the Amazon acquisition. There's some things that have gone maybe a bit easier, um, I guess, depending on who you ask. But for me, you know, the business has become a bit more centralized in terms of the decision-making. And since we were already in Whole Foods, that actually helped us because before we were kind of doing a lot of region by region conversations. And, you know, those that, that just can be more complicated when you're trying to grow a national brand. Um, and then it's helped us with our Amazon business. For example, we've done some partnerships with those Amazon Go stores, the ones that have the cashierless checkouts. We've done really well there with our novelties. Um, so I think it's helped grow. You know, we're not an Amazon.com brand because it's really hard to ship ice cream. So it's helped us kind of, I think, grow the other elements of Amazon, like Amazon Fresh and Go and, you know, more to come from there. Um, I, I think it's probably going to be very helpful to some people listening if if we can dial in on when you realized things were kind of moving in the direction yeah. you wanted them to move. Like I would imagine that when you start, you just kind of don't know. You do a lot of hacks. And then there's an inflection point where you're like, this is taking off in a way. Can, yeah. you, can you remember that time and speak to it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a couple different ones for me because truly coming out of Coachella, like the brand went pretty viral from there. Like coming home on the tow truck home, <laughs> so I have to get out of there. Um, you know, Freya, we had luckily like reserved twitter.com forward slash cool house. And um, Freya's phone had died on the last day of the festival and she recharged it. And I called her 
And she said, you know, I think our Twitter account has been hacked. I'm getting a new follower every couple seconds because she had it set like every time she got a follower, she got an email. And this and is your co-founder. This is my co sorry, my co-founder, Freya Strahler, my now, my now wife, the first lady of Cool House. <laughs> and um, Freya, she's like, I think we've been hacked. I said, no, no, this is blowing up. I'm getting calls from editors of all these like magazines and, and you know, sites and whatnot. And by the time we got home, we had 10,000 followers in a day. Which wow. seemed like from being at Coachella for what the the weekend yeah we were there for the long weekend uh in the campground like looking like not like we had our act together not gonna yeah. lie we were really just made it there minimum viable product as we like to say yeah. and uh and so that kind of excitement about it really we didn't know if we just do Coachella and then kind of pack it up you know so that for me was like whoa people want this there is buzz coming and I think you come, as an entrepreneur, you definitely cannot rely on your brand going viral. Like that is kind of, that could be a once in a lifetime. So it was so important to say like, yeah, let's do this. And then um, that kind of, I think, initial buzz carried us like through the first year, we did a lot of really cool events and like partnerships with the truck. And then at Whole Foods, um, we, when we launched there, um, it's, it wasn't like the smoothest launch. I mean, our packaging was a disaster, which I designed myself. But um, after a few months of the trial, Whole Foods met with us and they said, you know, considering your packaging is impossible to read, people are still buying the product and finding you. So we think there's something there. We want to go bigger. We want to look at getting this into distribution instead of direct delivery. And they gave me an opportunity to fix the packaging, which we did. And it's more or less not that different from how it is today. Um, and, uh, that, and, but so the fact that it could do well in a grocery store, you know, freezer shelf, which is one of the toughest spots without kind of, you know, a proper kind of, you know, whole brand just launched there and all that, it kind of told me like, if people are scavenger hunt finding this, like we can really make this business happen. And we kind of knew like, yeah, let's keep going into grocery. And that's really where we've grown the most ever since. And what, what is an example of uh, maybe a hack or uh, just kind of a clever marketing um, idea that you all have implemented that has worked, um, again, for the, for the note takers out there? Yeah, I'm a big fan of partnerships. You know, you mentioned like, even what we did together, it's like, it's so, it's fun, it's collaborative, it's a way to tell stories and it's a way to share audiences and it's a way to share the, you know, the, the assets that both sides have. So for example, well, I didn't plan for this business, but now it's become a really interesting part of the truck business. We have brands that want to like activate through that. So they'll like, for example, we did this flavor with like French's mustard or recently Ritz crackers where we create a custom flavor for them. And we brand the trucks, like we customize the truck to give a whole look and feel for this collaboration. And we hand out the product, um, you know, you know, for free to the public or at special events. And it's this really kind of special surprise experience. It's really different. We talk about it on all our channels. We send it to press and bloggers and whatnot. And um, for example, with the French's mustard one, this mustard ice cream that was strangely addictive, even though it sounds disgusting. I can um, almost taste it. I have not tried it, but it, I, you wouldn't imagine that, that would taste good. Yeah. I can figure out that you all would make that work. <laughs> we figured out a way. It tasted kind of like going to a state fair, you know? It was yeah. like, this weird, it worked though. People couldn't, you, you watch them take a bite and you watch their eyes kind of dart all over because they yeah. their brain doesn't know what to do. But, you know, with French's is owned by McCormick's 
McCormick's, it has some of the biggest PR and, you know, marketing agencies, you know, at their disposal and they have the budget to help us give it out and reach people. And we have the, the uh, speed to market. We have the unique channel with the trucks. We have the cool factor. So you get this huge win-win and it just becomes this like storm of excitement around ice cream. And that's one of my like favorite ways that it's like marketing that, you know, pays for itself plus some. So we're, we're getting paid to, to do what we do best but we're growing our brand awareness. Yeah. And partnerships and um, um, I know you're, you're, you have a, a new line of cones coming out. So, uh, before, so just for people who don't know right now, they're pints and they're the sandwiches that do you call them Sammy's or something like that? Sammy's around here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so now the cone, what makes, what make, I mean, besides it, Again, every time I say something out loud, I taste it, so it's delicious. <laughs> Besides it being absolutely delicious, what's going to set it apart, do you think? So the cones are um, are really special. Um, they There's no premium cone in the U.S. market right now. There really hardly is any internationally, meaning like what we have here is like drumstick, for example. Yep. And, you know, drumstick's been around forever, but the ice cream, it's not good. Like, no offense to, you know the multinational owners who will one day buy us. We'll, we'll make amends before that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just, you know, it has a lot of air in it. It's not, um, this cones can get very soggy. This is really premium ice cream, really dense flavors, crispy cone, the best chocolate lining it, uh, more unique flavors um, like our churro dough, which is really incredible as a cone. I was just trying, I was eating one the other day. And um, it's really special because like eating an ice cream cone, it's, it's such a different moment than having a pint. It's like you're, it's, it's such a kind of happy memory kind of celebration, have this together. And there's a huge opportunity in the market, I think, to really own this. Um, you know, Drumstick is an $800 million product and mm -hmm. there's very little competition. So you think about even getting, you know, getting in on five, 10% of that, that's a lot of money. Um, and then we also are launching our dairy free, which is, again, there's truly nothing like it. So, um, dairy launches at Whole Foods, dairy free launches at Thrive and some other stores that we're, um, kind of just in final talks with as well. Um, and, uh, I think that's, that's going to really kind of put us on, on, you know, a whole new level with the brand. When does that happen? Because I know everyone listening wants that right now. <laughs> the cones will be as early as April in Whole Foods and then start to roll out all through, you know, the rest of summer. And if they're not at a Whole Foods near you, can you go up to the register, the customer service and yes. say, hey, we want this? Yes, that always helps us get in uh, to more stores. Yeah. And then of course I should mention, if you're, we'll have them on our website. So you'll be able to order them from cool.house. Um, like our, you know, our e-com. And then if you're in the LA area and you can come to our shop, we're now open or, you know, Postmates, DoorDash, Uber Eats, those will all have the cones as well. Yeah. In LA and cool.house is the website. Um, and it's like, like you mentioned earlier, the, the logo is very memorable. It's like these fat yeah. letters and it's very, it feels retro in a certain way. It feels like it kind of sticks with you. And I think that that's that in itself you know, shirts and, and merch. Um, I think that is also where you're going to shine yeah. even more as more I'm people. I'm so excited. Yeah. Totally. And we're doing a big brand upgrade actually right now um, that um, will, I think, do even more of what you're saying. It has the retro feel. And we worked with this artist, Mike Perry, who created all these really cool, like um, little, like, uh, you know, 
uh, illustrations that kind of tell the story of the brand and also create a lot of, you know, um, taste appeal. Actually, I actually have this on my desk. This is one currency cake. That's oh, really yeah. cool. That currency cake. If you can't, if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, yes. Currency. Oh, oh yeah. Right. A rainbow <laughs> in there. Yeah, so rainbow. I I know another thing that um well with COVID, we've we missed it last year. Pride Pride season is just such a uh, important part of so many people's lives around the world because um for most people who are LGBTQ other they don't have a lot of opportunities to kind of share that pride literal pride all throughout the year. So to, to miss that last year was a bummer, but you have some stuff coming up with pride. What, what is that that you're working on? So we are also kind of to your point, since, since I think you didn't have as much kind of going on around, around pride last year as, um, as I think we hope to this year, uh, we are kind of relaunching this, this flavor we made called enjoyment for all. And um, it's, it's really delicious. It's a basically um, dairy-free kind of like grasshopper. So it's just like peppermint, Oreo, marshmallow flavor. That's delicious. Ooh. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, we have that at National Co-op Grocers, but we're launching it at more stores this year too. And that will also be on our website and all the channels aforementioned. Um, and it's really, really good. And we, um, you know, we use proceeds from profits to go to the okra um, the Okra Project on uh, the East Coast, which uh, helps give nutritious meals to Black trans, uh, the Black trans community, which is their amazing organization. And this, the pine is just great because we can do, you know, we, we want to really build awareness. We want to talk about um, LGBTQ and other founders and tell stories and encourage people to tell their own stories, as you said, and be, and be part of that. Um, so, you know, we'll be doing kind of other kind of partnerships and marketing around it, but it's, it's really nice to have something like delicious that brings joy that can also do all this good. Like th that's kind of my, one of my favorite things about what I do. Speaking of that, I was wondering, like, were you the, were you a kid watching Willy Wonka and this is what you've always wanted or did you kind of fall into it? How do you start something this <laughs> magical? <laughs> you know, I, like, I don't know that I imagine that it could be possible in this way but like I, I definitely know if I told my five-year-old self what I am doing at 37 probably be like wow that sounds amazing you know um but uh that being said I, I think I think I there's pieces of it that um for me like I have always kind of been a creative thinker um and I always um kind of like a lifelong uh I think like for me like this is just how I kind of approach what I do is like when you're having a really good time, you actually work a lot harder and those can seem like, you know, counterintuitive, but mm -hmm. for me, it's like, I, I live for those days when they just like fly by because you're so in it and like you're, you, you're doing every day what you're passionate about and it's fun and you have a team around you who's having fun. So like, that's always been kind of like a core value for me. So I think like, if you kind of combine those things, like, yeah, that is kind of like, you know, maybe the, the Willy Wonka approach of it. But what I do know is that I, I didn't have necessarily the, the words or the, the um, kind of the, maybe necessarily as clear of the vision as I hope like girls do, you know, this next generation. Like, I think in some ways I kind of got to this a little bit by elimination. And I hope that 
more young girls can be like, oh, this is what I imagine. Specifically, this is what I want, and I'm going to go and get it. Like that, I didn't, I didn't have entrepreneurship as a, as even a word when I was younger. So, um, I'm excited that that seems to have you know really changed. Yeah, I remember we, you and I spoke at the Girl Scouts uh, yeah. event, and I was, I can't remember. Have you all done a comp, a, a partnership with the Girl Scouts cookies before? Yeah, we've done some things over the years um, in our shops. We've made some flavors uh, with, I mean, Thin Mints are great in ice cream. I think we've done shakes with them too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's match made in heaven. How, so you mentioned earlier that um, partnerships were like a, a, a hack for you all and something yeah. that's been helped you uh, grow exponentially. How does someone, well, first of all, what type of partnerships do you look for? And then how, do some, how does someone approach you for a partnership if they think their company or their organization is the right one? So I think, I think like, it's really like, where can we best complement each other is what ends up making the most sense because um, it's not like a terrible thing per se, but if you both kind of have the same audience and you both kind of are doing something similar. Like, I think a big part of the partnerships is thinking about growth and growing the awareness. So you kind of want to have an, enough where it can make sense to a, to a certain degree, but beyond that, and, and actually I've modified that statement even. Sometimes, but my favorite thing about partnerships is I'll tell people like, oh yeah, we're working with, you know, French's mustard, we're going to do this ice cream or whatever, Ritz crackers. And they're like, so what are you gonna what are you gonna do with that like and I'll be like you, you will see and it will make so much sense you know like those are actually my favorite ones when they almost like you surprise people that being said like have something that you can collaborate on but like other than that it's like how can we best complement each other so maybe maybe um a brand may say like uh okay we're huge on on like TikTok we're building that audience and this other brand is got a really big newsletter platform, you know, um, but there's something we have in common. We're both, you know, uh, we're, we're both LA brands and we're trying to go deeper here or we're female founders, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so how can we like, we have something that we're kind of sharing as far as the message, but you kind of want the rest of it to be as different as possible because that's how you're going to reach new people. And that's what I see as the, one of the biggest goals of the partnerships. Yeah, that's great. If you're interested, they can go to cool.house yeah. and kind of see the, the information there. Um, what is the future look like? Yeah. What does exactly. the future look like for cool house? What's that? Cause you kind of dropped a couple of things here and there about yeah. acquisition. You talked about being a huge brand. What, what do you think about, uh, in terms of what happens in the next decade? I think a, a lot of delicious things. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> Have I mentioned that I love the taste of this ice cream? Okay, I'm gonna go back. Good, yes, one more. Well, yeah, there's not too many times you can say that, I think. But um, I think uh, I definitely wanna keep innovating the novelties. Um, I would like to explore something bite size. You know, I, the way I see the novelties is like, every every novelty has a different occasion like when you want a sandwich when uh, full size when you want the mini one which comes in a three pack so maybe that's like a family moment or sharing it when you want the cone um when you want the mini cup which is great like if you're like you know out to lunch and you have and you get your savory food and then you want like that that little like you know cup to, to, to finish with or maybe you have that in like a movie theater everything has its mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then bite size is something that's also so different and i'm excited about that too so i, I would like to continue to develop those and continue to grow the dairy free for sure um i'd love to do more exciting um the, i mean i i think the partnerships is something that we can just 
do more and bigger work and really, I think hopefully bring some of them into our grocery channel. Mainly they live in our like events business or our shops or our kind of last mile delivery e-com, bringing some of those into grocery um, and just continue to really lead as, as women and, you know, and, and queer founders and, and um, do that, that important work. Um, you know, as I said, we do have this flavor, the one that I, that I um, uh, was showing earlier with the new packaging, the currency cake, like that's for Black Girl Ventures, who was also on the Girl Scout panel. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, proceeds from that will go to one of their grants. Um, and that, that rolls out in April too. Like, I'd love to, you know, either, you know, grow a flavor like that or kind of do more really for social good. I think that's, um, that's really high on my list in these next few years for sure. Yeah. yeah. This is, so it's a, it's a powerful company it, definitely in the making and, and it already seems like you're there. I mean, I could see, I see so many collaborations. I see so much in the future for what you're doing. And, uh, it seems like you're having the time of your life. I hope that's the case. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else that you you want to make sure people know about the brand and about, or about you and and then how do people contact you if they want to keep up with what's going on yeah um you know i think with the brand just know like if you if you want to experience it there's always a way to get it you know um like i was saying many many stores around the country where, where I, I believe in every state um but if you are ever having a hard time find a, finding us we can always ship to you um, you know, if you're, um, if you're around where I am, there's, there's so many ways to get it. But the point is you could be anywhere. We'll find a way to get you ice cream. We'll, we will make you happy. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're always open to ideas and, and collaborations. Um, we hope to bring, being able to bring the truck business back more locally in LA as, as things are opening up. So we're really excited about that. Our shop is open. Um, and then as far as, you know, stay, uh, keep up with me on Instagram, I'm Natasha J case and my, uh, company, you know, cool house, of course, on Instagram as well. Um, or our website, which we're actually just kind of relaunching as well with our new, our new branding kind of pull the whole new look and feel that we created. Um, yeah. spell, spell the brand just in case someone's listening in there, like on a run or something. <laughs> of course, uh, C O O L. H-A-U-S, and the website is C-O-O-L dot H-A-U-S. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I am going to go eat some ice cream now, so anyone can stop me. Um, it's been a delight talking to you. Um, I will see you in the Investor Update streets. <laughs> I look forward to that. Keep doing what you're doing. I just, I just think it's fantastic, obviously, and uh, appreciate you coming to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to see you and look forward to, yeah, seeing you next time. Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at Arlen was here on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N was here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. Your First Million is produced by Anna Eichenauer, executive producer Arlen Hamilton. Associate producer Chacho Valadez. Theme song is used by permission by the artist Tobey Nuigwe.